the Bit Boot Wise, the only podcast that feels like chicken tonight. You like that one? You guys like that? <laughs> this is Alondo. And I'm Cynthia. This is Stephanie. It's all corny up in here, guys. You know that. <laughs> so, uh, guys, uh, this is episode three, and I am happy to introduce our other new co-host, uh, Stephanie. Uh, yeah, who brings Hello. like all the all the uh, experiences with her, right? Right? Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Stephanie's a very close friend of mine, and uh, she has uh, agreed to uh, help us out here on Be Bitwise and bring another female perspective, which I always uh, appreciate. So thank you so much for being a part of us. You are so welcome. <laughs> Excited to be here. Thank you. Is there anything you... I, I, actually, I should say, do you want to like tell any more about yourself or anything that you want to like all the rabid fans and listeners to I prefer some mystery that's a mystery just, just kidding. right just kidding. right no so uh, sure actually i've never seen her face she's wearing a hood right now so. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead change of pace from the usual uh what is it a paper bag oh um, that's right <laughs> so so i am a friend of alando's we met i am a bartender on the weekends and a legal analyst during the week and uh, just kind of here to learn and gain some insight, actually. There you this, go. This be bitwise world. And she has the perfect personality to be a, a co-host on the uh, on the show. So again, I was like, when she said she was interested, I was like, yeah, you're definitely coming on board. <laughs> definitely coming on board. Not a lot of expertise, but a lot of curiosity. Uh, she says that she's gonna be like, I actually know how to program an assembly language. Oh, I just made all that up. I have no idea. And of course, welcome back to Cynthia. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. I am so happy to have you back. So, um, let's go ahead and jump into our first segment, What It Happened Was. See what it happened was. See what it happened was. See what it happened was. Everybody talking about what they doing. Go about what they say. Everybody talking about what they doing. Go about what they say. I read this news story and I was like, this sounds interesting now with the uh you know they just had the indictment actually the court trial right now going on for uh, uh el chapo right, right. Okay. very yeah. famous drug dealer from mexico um was caught escaped using a very elaborate system of tunnels from the mexican legal system then they eventually caught him and brought him up here so anyway, so he's going through his legal troubles right now which reminded me of a certain other very famous drug dealer Pablo Escobar. Right. Okay. Now, this guy, you know, in Colombia, basically ruled the country. Um, Sportly was involved in uh, up to 7,000 deaths. I mean, he was Yikes. a tyrant beyond tyrants. Um, and his legacy is still going on right now because he he had one of the most elaborate zoos in Colombia. So it had like rhinos and elephants and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things he also liked was hippos. Okay. Now... Colombia is now saying they're having problems because the hippos keep multiplying and they don't know how to stop it. Now, if you think about it, if you go out and take something like any animal and put it in an environment it's not typically at, if it doesn't have a natural enemy, you know, it's basically going to take over, right? right? Mm -hmm. Right. That's what happens. I mean, for anybody who doesn't understand how hippos work, hippos are actually the the i want to say biggest killer but they kill more humans than any other large animal in africa really hippos are serious serious uh animals we'll just put it like that they are very aggressive they are very strong and they can be very violent so they have a crazy bite strength too oh oh yeah like like, yes it's ridiculous 
ridiculous. Like, I mean, I, I would think like chomp a car in half kind of strength because that's the way I see it in my head. But that's probably not right. true. But mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, they had these hippos. Or there's four hippos that Pablo Escobar actually had brought into Colombia for his private zoo. And so they sent some of the animals back. And then some of them they put into this like little area in the theme park. Now, you're going to be like, theme park? What theme park? They turned Pablo Escobar's house into a theme park. What? Oh, goodness. Yeah. You Make hear, some money off of that yeah, guy. Yeah, you huh? know, hey, you know, he has like thousands of acres. Let's go ahead and just turn it into a theme park. And so they were just, you know, like, oh, yeah, just let the animals just roam free. Well, Colombia has great temperature, lots of rainfall, lots of water, mm-hmm. and the hippo has no natural enemy. They just are thriving. Now, they have not attacked anybody yet notice the word yet they haven't like killed anybody yet however they are all over the place now and now they're like we don't know what to do and the colombians there are like we don't want to kill them because they're like they're docile creatures they're super cute they're, they're cute i mean who hasn't had a hippo cuddly you know, I mean, okay, I haven't, but you know, yeah, neither have I. I'm just saying. I mean, but I wouldn't be opposed to one. But this, this hippo cuddly, isn't there like a hippo cuddly on a? I'm gonna go ahead and admit the fact I have a niece, and I watch Doc McStuffins every so often. <laughs> I think there's a cuddly hippo on that. Um, I mean, but you think of hippos as being these cuddly, you know, creatures, and they're still they're they're pretty violent. So they're trying to figure out what they're gonna do. Um, so yeah, Colombia's like reaching out to like everybody being like, Hey, um, we might need some help. You here. want some hippos? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got plenty. We have a plethora. Please come to our <laughs> come to our hippo flea market. <laughs> it's like a gaggle I, of hippos. Yeah, that's right. I wonder what a group of hippos is called. I always like finding out the weird names for like, you know, groups of animals, like, you know, a murder of crows, mm-hmm. um, all those weird uh, uh groupings. We gotta find out what a, a group of hippos is called. I'm gonna put that in the show notes. But you know what I would think? I hope it's a ham of hippos. It just sounds hilarious. Go ahead. <laughs> I would think like any animal, when you look at hippos, they don't look violent. No. Yeah. You know? But I would think any animal has this protection instinct where if they have their children or their family or even the whole hippo crew, for mm-hmm. lack of better words. <laughs> mm-hmm. The hip hop hippo, hippo they, crew. Yeah. If they feel Coming threatened. Coming next, next year with a new album. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if they feel threatened. Right. They probably will kill you. Sure. But. See, if say I go through this theme park in a car and I see hippos and tigers and lions, I'm going to be more afraid of that tiger and lion than I will of the hippo. So you're telling me I really need to be afraid of that hippo. Yes. I, yes. I think they're very aggressive. They right? are very aggressive. Very territorial. Yeah. Um, they can be, yeah, really, really. And, and they say if you see a hippo in the water, chances are it's already too late for you. <laughs> Because they are extremely good swimmers. I mean extremely good swimmers. And if you've ever seen a hippo open their mouth all the way. Uh, yeah, I probably could step right in it. Right. <laughs> at, at that point in time, I'm like, just go ahead and eat me. Because uh, yeah, I'm already, I'm, I'm terrified at that point in time. Petrified, you know, so. Yeah. How many hippos are they up to now? Uh, Let's see. Do they put the exact numbers? Because I think they don't even know how many. Did you say they started with four? They started with four. Four. Oh man! Wow! And these hippos were those like those hippos were busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hippos, the new hair of Colombia, essentially. They just take off and thrive. So anyway, that's your what it happened was the uh, the crazy hippo population of Colombia. You know, sometimes you just gotta come with a crazy news story, and that was the one for this week. So, yeah. so that's your what it happened was.
teacher says a hippo is a vegetarian. There's lots of room for him in our two-car garage. I'd feed him there and wash him there and give him his massage. I can see me now on Christmas morning creeping down the So moving into our next segment, we're going to uh, go into the part that everyone always loves on Be Bitwise. That's quiz time. Do you even geek? And I am here with like these supreme geeks, so I think that they're going to just blow through this like it's nothing. So, But i got to find a good card. Um, you guys know that Harrison Ford is synonymous with Indiana Jones, but he wasn't the only one to play the part. Which actor portrayed a teenage Indy in The Last Crusade? It's a multiple choice. Excellent. All right. A, Christian Slater. B, Shia LaBeouf. C, Brad Pitt. Or D, River Phoenix. Now, remember the Last Crusade. Do you remember which one that was? That was the one with Sean Connery. And they were like, you know... um, I was going to say fighting Nazis. They fight Nazis and everyone. <laughs> so that's a rough example. Um, that's the one where they, um, um, Holy Grail. You look for the Holy Grail. Is that ringing a bell at all? No? It rings a bell, but it was a very long time. Okay. Yeah. So earlier in the movie, there's a teenage version of Indiana Jones. And I think it's where he gets his hat, I think happens. So any ideas on that one? I've never seen this film, but I'm just going to shoot okay. in the dark and say D. D. She's so, uh, River so Phoenix. Steph says River Phoenix. Cynthia, do you concur with her or are you going to go out and strike out on your own answer? I concur with her, uh-huh. but because I love Brad Pitt, uh-huh. I'm going to say Brad Pitt. She's going to say Brad Pitt just because she likes his abs. All right. So <laughs> the answer is, in fact, D, River Phoenix. Dang. Well done. Okay. Well done. All right. All right. And that was in the category of, jeez, uh, what was it? <laughs> Great. How do you even pay attention? I think it's just like culture, sci-fi and culture or something like that. All right. The second one, comics and video games. What? All right. So I think this one you guys might get because it's not a name that you don't know. Spider-Man. You got it. No, I'm lying. (laughs) (laughs) The superhero team known as the Avengers was created by artist Jack Kirby. And what legendary comic writer? Now, there is not a multiple choice here, but you don't need it. Stan Lee? There you go. It's Stan Lee. That's right. That's exactly the answer. I agree. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) See, I told you guys to get, get that one. All right. So, the next category, science and technology. Um, let's see. This one. <laughs> I think that you guys can get this one. Yeah. What is the three letter name for phone to phone text based communication? And if you don't know the name, you just know the letters, you can just give me the letters. SMS. SMS. There you go, short message service. You got that one too. Look at y'all, just blowing through these. See, I don't know why Beaven and Jen always get so nervous about it. Stephanie's over here just killing it. 
That's what I'm saying. All right. On fire. On fire. <laughs> yeah. Is that a hat trick? Uh, yeah, that is a hat trick. She is in fuego. All right. <laughs> I hope you guys know. You guys watch any cartoons like later, like uh, newer cartoons? I haven't watched cartoons in years. In years? What about you, Steph? Any I saw cartoons? Coco. That was a good Coco. one. Okay. What about, what about cartoon TV shows? Not really. Not so good. Oh, man. Well, I'm going to give you this one because the other ones are a little tough. And this is in the uh, category of geek life. On what animated series, this is multiple choice, by the way, on what animated series did Dungeons & Dragons co-creator Gary Gygax appear and tell Philip J. Fry, that's actually your clue, that he was pleased to meet him? A, Futurama, B, The Simpsons, C, Family Guy, or D, American Dad? Simpsons? So Cynthia says Simpsons. I feel like it's A, Futurama. Wow. With a friggin' perfect game, Stephanie <laughs> nails it. Futurama is the answer. Do I get a trophy? Yeah. You get a uh, coffee grain? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I will give you an upgraded hood. <laughs> <laughs> so you can keep your, 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 your identity even more mysterious. <laughs> It's going to have like uh, uh, gold uh, embellishments on it. There you go. Wait, well, that done. won't be so mysterious anymore. I know. I <laughs> we'll know. The gold embellishments. The, I know. I know. Well, they just know what she looks like on the outside of her hood, but not actually what's <laughs> under the hood, right? <laughs> That's funny. Under the hood. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes, I bring all the cornball. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for participating with the on, the, um, on, on my Geek Challenge this week. So we're going to go right into our next segment. Um, which is, uh, say what? So this week's uh, episode is all about music. Um, and of course, music has come a long way since, um, the introduction of the radio. Um, in fact, really for the most part, music, um, in, in a recorded medium really took rise, uh, after World War One and World War Two. Um, and we've had leaps and bounds in what we can do musically just because of the technology has been introduced. It's made it so much more efficient and effective for individuals to get into music you don't even have to like have like fancy studio and all that stuff you just be one guy who just like is in a basement and just has a you know a lot of enthusiasm for music and aspirations to become somebody famous in music um so uh, it's been really helpful for all the little guys out there who just have a passion for it um so uh, again i i just really i wanted us to talk about how technology has impacted music in this segment which we're calling uh we're the music makers my topic i was going to talk about um music tracks and a little bit of sound mixing right now it's kind of getting a little bit beyond what you guys are going to probably be talking about um but i wanted to talk about how um, sound mixing and doing layers has helped people basically create music by themselves without having to have a whole bunch of like fancy equipment um, and software. So like I said before, World War One and World War Two are very responsible for the rise of the modern music industry. Before that, um, you know, there weren't radios out there, like, you know, having music, you know, all over the place. People used to just kind of go listen to live performances and stuff. That gave rise, uh, World War One and World War Two gave rise to the radio, and then people got into getting LPs, 
uh, records, and then tape recordings, things like that. Um, so that gave rise to everybody just listening to music on a loop at home, you know, that kind of thing. They would listen to a radio problems like program, and they were like, I want to hear it again. And they were like, well, let's go get this recording here, all right? So um, now the way that recordings work is you record on separate microphones, right? Like we're doing right now, where it's like if you were playing bass, I'm playing piano, and you're playing drums, mm -hmm. each of us would have a microphone sitting in front of us, right? right. We play our little parts. And then um, what would happen is let's say that, you know, Cynthia's drums were too loud. I would just like I can on my sound mixer board here, I would turn it down, right? Mm -hmm. But I still only have one shot, right? I mean, if right now Cynthia was to yell really, really loud, we're recording right now. I can't. I can try to, you know, reduce her, um, her yell, but there's only so much I can do because it's already recorded. It's already there. Now, what Tracks does is it allows you to have the three of us recorded three separate times, so I could literally turn her volume down right when she yells. And us not get diluted by the yell, our volume would still stay, stay the same. I'm seeing her pointing to all you people who are listening, like you can actually see me doing this. I'm saying us, I'm talking about me and Stephanie. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you should be able to like see what's in my head now. Come on, people. All right, so um, when it started out though with tracks, before the idea of us having like three tracks or unlimited tracks, it started with two tracks. And one of the famous um, examples was um, that when you would have stereo recording, stereo was like, you know, really popular it's like oh i can hear somebody saying something in my left ear different than what's in my right ear that's two tracks okay. right okay. so they had that come through then when the beatles came around one of the things they wanted is like i want everyone to be able to hear each one of these four members separately and i want to be able to fo uh, feature ringo and i want to feature you know uh whichever you know beetle at any particular time but since everything only dealt with two tracks mm -hmm. they took two two track players and put them together to make four tracks okay so that's how they expanded that mm -hmm. um and it just kept going on and on and on and now with technology because you're recording everything on a computer or some type of computerized device there's unlimited tracks i mean you're talking about some people have hundreds and i thought i was like you know making this up no like in a typical like a marvel cinematic universe movie or something hundreds of audio tracks so like if somebody like hit something and it something dings and in the background there's also a car and there's like a woman in the background and the baby's crying mm -hmm. every one of those things is a separate track and they adjust those things individually so that so that way it's like well i hear her but the baby crying is too loud let's turn the baby crying part down so it's like hundreds of, tra of individual tracks now um and again that's called multi-track recording um, and so now you can record separate instruments, sounds, vocals to tracks, and later you can take it, uh, take those recordings and create a full song. So the advantage of having multiple tracks too is that I individually can record all those tracks separately and then throw them all together. Now, what that has given rise to, and I think one of you guys is going to cover this, is the idea of one person being their own band. So the multi-tracks is what allows that. Uh, functionality and it's really convenient because i see i've seen guys do this live mm -hmm. where they get on stage and you know they'll record themselves playing one thing and then record that and just start the loop over again and all that now just to prove the concept i said well i'm gonna go out here and see how hard it is to do this myself so okay now everything i'm getting ready to do and play is with freely available software 
I mean, I did not pay a dime for any of this that I'm getting ready to, to do for you guys. So, um, let's start out with my little corny recording of my voice. Because, you know, why not? Um, so what I did was I went on my iPhone and I recorded this. Coming up right now is your friends at Be Bitwise bringing all the truth to you about technology, about geekery, about comic books, about all the stuff you probably thought you were the only fan of. You like that? I know, I know. <laughs> I tell you right now. That's, bringing all the corn. That's, that's, that's Grammy winning right there. All right, so let's say I wanted to punch that up, right? Um, so I'm, that's one track, right? So now I went back and I found like a beat. And so I was like, let me just throw that in at the end um, of the of my recording. So here's that same recording, but now I've turned on a track that I recorded that just has like a beat at the end Coming of it. Coming up right now is your friends at Be Bitwise bringing all the truth to you about technology, about geekery, about comic books, about all the stuff you probably thought you were the only fan of. Simple, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So now, let's say, I mean, and what I'll, all I do is I just kept going back and adding new things on, on the track. So as you can see, I didn't record all this at once. I put these things all together. So now I was like, okay, let me put an intro in it. And I'm turning this all on on the fly, by the way. I'm not like sitting here like making this stuff up or whatever. Um, so I'm turning all this stuff on. And now I've put like a backbeat on here. I put an intro on and still my little corny recording. As Steph said, <laughs> and, and my outro beat. Coming up right now is your friend at Be Bitwise, bringing all the truth to you about technology, about geekery, about comic books, about all the stuff you probably thought you were the only fan of. The remix. Right. Yes. And then I got to start getting a little crazy with this. I'm going to go ahead and just turn everything on. You guys can hear this. This is terrible, but <laughs> why not? Coming up right now. Is that our new jingle? <laughs> it could be. I did not think of that. <laughs> it could be. Um, <laughs> going back I would be so embarrassed if that was our jingle. That masterpiece. <laughs> Sounds like you were having fun. That literally took me 15 minutes to do. It literally took me 15 minutes to do. That is using GarageBand on my iPhone, completely free software. All those sound uh, samples, everything on there, completely free. And it sounds like something I went and had somebody make for me. I mean, I'm not saying it's like the quality is like, you know, something like what you hear on the radio. Mm -hmm. um, but still, I could tweak that enough and probably make it sound like something you put on the radio. It took me no time. It didn't sound bad at all. Thank you. And I did not know how to do any of that it it was not hard for me to pick it up and just like hey let me just turn this thing on let me turn this thing on and it was on my iphone and because the way you know this is like synced over the cloud i can actually pull this up on my ipad and pull it up on my macbook air if i wanted to do more to it but notice i had all these layers of all this stuff and if i wanted to turn things down or turn things up or if i want to take my voice completely out of it i can do that mm -hmm. and it's great because you have these people who are like multi-talented and they're able to do this kind of stuff on their own and they're bypassing going into like a recording studio, which is something most people would have to pay a lot of money to do. Mm -hmm. They would spend thousands of dollars in a recording studio 
sitting with microphones and the guy with a huge sound mixing board and all that. And I did that, like I say, on my iPhone. And that's the great thing about um, how technology has opened up this idea of sound mixing and layering so that way anybody can do, you know, basically be their own musician. So um, so that, that was the reason why I wanted to talk about that because just that way, hopefully if a young person hears that, you know, they can like say, oh, well, I can do that myself. Um, some of the better digital audio workstation software that's out there, um, I mean, I'm talking like really professional stuff, $100 or less. I mean, really, you do not have to pay a lot of money to get it and be really effective. Um, and it allows you to produce things quickly. Like I said, that took me 15 minutes. Theoretically, could I have taken something like that, expanded it out if I had like an actual song or whatever and like, you know, put like, you know, poetry to it or whatever and then make a track and release it on Spotify or YouTube or whatever? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I just, I'm really excited about the fact that this enables maybe a young kid with a vision to go out here and, you know, put something together um, that's amazing and maybe get their name out there and become, you know, the next Michael Jackson or whoever. Um, so, you know, I just want to talk about that. That's all I really wanted to just say about that. Um, again, I hope that you guys get some good ideas out there who are listeners about how you can just self-promote, put your stuff out there, bypass all the, uh, I don't know, the fat cats out there trying to make all the money off of you. Um, and be your own, you know, uh, music uh, producer and, you know, be something amazing. And hopefully if you get, if you are, just remember, um, be bitwise does take kickbacks. Thank you. <laughs> Alrighty. So, um, I'm going to cover technology used as musical instruments. And, um, as many of you probably know, this really goes back some time now. It's not anything new. It's just that now that they have different methods and different mm -hmm. devices they can use and, to start off with the history of it, one of the first things that were used in music, um, in technology, was uh, actually the synthesizer. And the synthesizer is actually a device that uh, was used where you can um, get sounds of different types of uh, instruments through it. And not just instruments, but sounds that were never actually created before that's not known for instrument, but you can use it in your presentation of producing your music. Like a unicorn laugh. Yes. Yes, got yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, um, but shortly after the synthesizer came out was the drum machine, which I remember. I used to love the drum machine. Is this the one like the, the pads on it that you would actually hit? The... Well, actually, now they have, because they still have them, so uh -huh. it's actually a, they actually have keys that you can hit. Oh, okay, okay. okay. okay but okay. a long time ago, it was pads. Mm -hmm. And you can get all kind of instruments out of it, not just drums. Okay. But you can get a flute. Okay. Uh, you can get a guitar. Mm -hmm. Anything okay. of that nature. Mm -hmm. So, okay, that's the history of it. Okay. Now we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty what we use today. Okay. And a lot of... Actually, I'm actually piggybacking on what you talked about, mm -hmm. Alondo. Um, a lot of people use a... I believe they call it a dog, a digital... Audio workstation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Digital yeah, audio yeah. workstation. Okay, right, right, right. 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 And, um, I didn't even think about the fact that you can just say it as an acronym. I just say the whole thing out I loud. Know. So. Digital audio workstation. Right, right, right. And that's basically an electronic device or an application software used for recording, editing, producing audio files. And In other words, it's a digital workstation that the fancy name is digital audio workstation, but basically it's just a computer program which is used for both Mac and Windows. Mm -hmm. It provides the user the visual interface to create, edit, add, delete, copy files, and mix together sounds to combine a compiled finished product. Um, a track, 
for instance. Mm-hmm. You can make a track with it. Right. Um, you can also make instrument sounds and whatever else you like to whatever else you would like to to throw in there, <laughs> to throw right? In there. Yeah, yeah, you like, call it what you want. Right, right, right. Um, it comes in a wide variety of configurations from a single software program to just a program on a laptop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it also can be an integrated standalone unit. It's used for producing songs and recording songs and editing songs. Uh, you can use it for music, songs, speech, radio, television, soundtracks, podcasts, sound effects. So it's not just for music. Right. Anything right. that you need to get a sound that you want to say, hey, that's my sound, mm-hmm. you know, let it identify you. The um, digital audio workstation is pr- probably one of the best things for that. Okay. Now, um, in addition to that, there's uh, different types of uh, digital audio workstation. And one of them is called a Pro 2. And um, it was actually developed and released by Avid Technology. Can you say what, what's the name again? Avid. No, 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 no. You said Pro 2? Pro Tools. Pro Tools. Okay, Pro sorry. Tools. Got it. Got yes. It. Okay. And it's a type of digital audio workstation. It's developed uh-huh. and released by Avid Technologies. I don't remember the date and time. We'll put those in the release notes. Got it. Got but, it. Yep. Yep. Um, and then it's actually Microsoft or Mac OS operating system, which can be used for a wide range of sound recording, sound production purposes. Pro Tools can also run a standalone software or operate using a range of ex- external um, analog mm-hmm. and digital converters. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like where you're putting like uh, hooking like your guitar into it and uh, hooking like your MIDI keyboard mm-hmm, and all that kind of mm-hmm. okay, Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. And um, so that's one of the other type of a, that's one of the type of digital audio workstations that they have. Mm-hmm. And they're really not that expensive. They're very reasonable which makes it more affordable for people to produce music at home than using a synthesizer, which is way more money. Oh, really? Right. Oh, yeah. So okay. the digital work, the digital audio workstation is way more economical. So since you're saying synthesizers are still, even today, pretty expensive? Uh, well, not as expensive as they were when they first came out. But but much more expensive but, than a digital audio workstation? Yes. I didn't know that. The digital that audio workstation yeah. is cheap because it's actually a software. Right, okay. right, right. Um, oh, synthesizers are always like an actual machine? machine? Yes. And oh, okay. I did not know this. It's a machine right. and it has um, the MIDI, like the interface you yeah, can yeah, use yeah. with it so that you can use different instruments and then create like a i see i see i see okay so the the synthesizer is somebody has gone out created all these sounds and stuff and it's in there and you're paying for the fact that they went out to get all these noises and sounds and instruments together Mm -hmm. whereas the digital audio workspace it's already all all in there and then like you have to pay for it you don't have to pay well you do have to pay for it well you got to pay for some cases the applications you can download them for free right 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 like you did Mm -hmm. uh but you know, of course, you have limited features with those. There's well, sure. Some you yeah. can pay for. The, the ones that you really download for free is really good for people who are just starting into the music industry. They're learning. Learning. Right, right. 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 Okay. You can get Creating those. podcasts. <laughs> yes, that too. That yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But um, I actually found a website that you can go to and um, download it for free. And... Um, Download which one for free? Is it uh, Pro Download, Tools? Download uh, the uh, software. Which which software, one? Oh, all of them. All of them. It's different oh, software okay. that are free. Right. right, right, right. I didn't list all of the different software. Well, I'm sure there's like a whole bunch of them out there. Yeah. Right? And it actually teaches you. The oh. website also teaches you. This website is really for beginners like me. Okay, okay. 
and you, but oh. you did pretty good. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> the only critic I cared about. Thank you so much, Cynthia. <laughs> You're welcome. And that website is www.wirealm, which is W-I-R-E-R-E-A-L-M.com. Okay. Slash guide slash best free music software. Okay. Don't get no better than that. Wirealm.com. Never heard of that website. So yeah, we'll definitely put that in the show notes. So that way you guys have access to that and we'll put a link out there to it. Yeah, to, to actually kind of follow Cynthia up on that. When when I found out this was our subject matter, and I think the listeners should know, I have a huge aversion to technology. So when we she were says talking. that she's wearing a calculator watch right now. No, I'm lying. I'm lying. I, I don't even wear a watch. <laughs> oh, that's right. She's not wearing a watch. You remember my watch last time. That's right. Go ahead. Um, but but I was I was kind of trying to research this, and it was all going so above my head that I felt overwhelmed. So what I decided to do was actually reach out to a friend of mine who is a musician, and this is something that he kind of does as a side gig. So he. He records and loops and makes music for people. And he has a recording studio in his apartment, which is pretty crazy. Good deal. Um, yeah, but I thought like kind of the best way for me to pick up on this subject matter would be to see it for myself. I have a MacBook Pro with, with GarageBand on it. Mm-hmm. I've never used it. Yeah, I I've had had, either. I've had that thing for six years. <laughs> right. Like, it's just not something that interests me. Right, right, right. <clears throat> but uh, so, so I kind of met up with him and, and kind of talked to him about it. And I got to kind of see the software which is crazy. And so mm. what he uses is Ableton Live version 10, which ranges from $99 for a very simplified version all the way up to almost $800 for like really the pro kind of stuff. That's where the unicorn laugh comes in. I got it. I got it. Yeah. No, like... yeah. So, well, well, it changes, you know, it kind of gives you bigger and broader options. Right. So, like, you kind of, you kind of get what you pay for is how it seems to me. Well, like everything yeah. else in life for <laughs> yeah. the most part. So yeah. But yeah. essentially like <clears throat> to explain to our listeners, if you've never seen this before, what it looks like, it looks kind of to me with my aversion to technology, like a giant Excel spreadsheet. It oh. is huge. And basically what you do is you pick, you know, your your row and you're going to insert a sound on it. You just pick a sound, you mm-hmm. pick your pitch, and you pick your frequency and you just insert it into this spreadsheet. It's almost like how a That's self-playing crazy. piano plays itself. Yeah. He explained it to me. He was like, that is exactly what it is, just on a whole new level. So wow. if I'm understanding this right, you're saying you basically say, hey, I want it to sound like a piano. I want the the note to be this and I want it to have the duration of one second and it does that. Yes. yes. Get out of here. And That's then, amazing. And, and then you repeat it like to, to create songs right it's, it's mm-hmm. absolutely insane but and then you pick the beat and you pick your melody and it it's so crazy to see um but essentially yeah it, it's just recording things on a on a grid you can manipulate the timing you right. can manipulate the pitch right and uh you also can save presets and then reinsert them into new songs so if you if you find something and you're like wow this this beat or this harmony is so great you just save it and reinsert it later into right. a whole new, whole new product. Essentially, that sounds like song. what that sounds like what probably these guys are doing when they do like remixes. You know how Kanye mm-hmm. is infamous yeah, for like yeah, doing yeah. remixes, right? Remix, he takes like baby. a sample exactly, yes. and so that's probably what he's doing. He's taking something like that. Yeah, he has the line, you know, the row like you're talking about, and he probably just says. Yeah, I'm gonna like slow it down, or I'm gonna speed yeah. it up because you know he mm-hmm. does that chipmunk thing, right? There's no they call yeah. it like chip hop, chimp chimp hop. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> it actually has a name. 
it has a name, whatever it is. I might put in the show notes if I feel like putting the effort into it. But it's like, and he'll speed it up. And so it's like something you've already heard before, but he's like sped it up. Right. And then he like wraps over top of it. That's exactly how That's they remix probably exactly it. How, yeah. That makes so much yeah. sense now that you're saying it. And they actually do create voice loops also. And there's actually this kind of, it's kind of a newer technology uh-huh. that my friend was talking to me about. And his name is Larry. And he played with a band called the Dahoos who toured with Tegan and Sarah and the ex-ambassadors. So okay, okay. He, he's got he's got some cred. A little cred. He's got okay. a little cred. Mm-hmm. He's heard of music. But he was talking to me about vocoders because my question to him was, can you synthesize a voice? Can you create a sound that is a human voice? And they're trying to. And it's super big in Japan right now. It's called Vocaloids. Okay. And it's actually owned by Yamaha. Oh. You might need to check that. Not put surprised it in, by put that. Put it in yes. the show notes. Yeah. Yamaha, show notes. Yamaha is on top of everything. Yes. You know, so, yeah. But but they're, they're pretty new, but they're trying to develop it. Essentially just recreating the human voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm, which I've, is crazy. I've heard of this. And I'm going to go ahead and do the... I'm going to switch over and do my conspiracy hat. All right. So just people who are like getting really freaked out about that mm-hmm. because they've gotten pretty good lately um you know, well, in fact adobe the guys that make photoshop when where it's like you can take a picture and make it look right. like someone's right. in somewhere they are, have actually created the technology to do that with voice as well and people are getting freaked out because they can make it sound like you said something you didn't actually say oh, and man. politicians are freaking out oh, I bet. they're like I uh bet. wait a minute in the rise of fake news and stuff right. you're gonna sit right. here and now offer the ability to somebody make a fake voice of me saying something i didn't right. even say so yeah, that stuff freaks me out just a little bit. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Yamaha actually had the first successful commercially used uh, digital synthesizer and drum. Yeah, they're, they're, on, they're, top of they're it. on top of it. Yeah. Their street cred is ridiculous. They're yeah. playing so. a good game. Yeah, they long <laughs> they game too. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, uh-huh. yeah, but actually, so I was talking to my friend Larry, and he was talking to me about Kmart jingles, which I thought was the craziest thing. <laughs> okay. But so like in the eighties, right? You're in a Kmart store, and they play like. Do, 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 you know, uh, like, yeah, yeah. go to aisle three, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, we have something on sale. Right, right. And he was telling me, so they have been put on a public domain now, so there's, like, an entire group of people who are taking these jingles and essentially chopping them up <laughs> using this software and recreating songs and then passing them back and forth, and right. it's like a joke. And I was like, there have to be copyright laws, right? Like, I work in the legal right. field. You're not allowed to do that. Right. But, right. but they're chopping them beyond recognition. You have oh. no idea what you're hearing you can't go back and reconstitute the fact that it came from an actual kmart jingle right Mm -hmm. like you don't you don't have any idea of like the basis of it right it just you shred it up and create something entirely new so it's like this musical musician's insider joke basically they all know it's actually from kmart jingles okay okay but you know eventually there's going to be a software that's going to be able to figure that out so you can take the person to court Uh and sue them that's right for using yes and that's how alondo made his millions (laughs) (laughs) kmart jingle Jingle reconstitution that's yeah 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 i'm getting that website locked in right now kmartreconstitution.com all right but it is like a it is a whole thing like there's a huge market for this right now like they have loop festivals and the first one was actually in berlin in 2015 but they recently had one and i mean even even like famous musicians like there's a very famous cellist her cellist excuse me her name is clarice jensen and she's the artistic director for acme which is the american contemporary music ensemble and she's a graduate of the juilliard school she's 
incredibly well-renowned and she was there she was looping she was being a one-man band recording herself and playing over herself it's it is a whole thing but i did have to ask my friend because i was curious does this technology make musicians obsolete now if we don't have to learn how to play instruments or if we don't have to sing if we can just like synthesize all of these sounds right 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 where why why learn how to actually do it right right, right isn't right, that right. kind of a scary question well that's kind of what people started asking when auto-tune was on the rise right and everybody was like wait a minute when you have somebody that can auto-tune themselves and have them sound like they're on pitch because they have auto-tuned themselves right it's like are they are they really basically putting themselves out of a job and the thing a lot of people were saying was like nah because it's not smart enough to be able to uh, do that for you in concert live Right. Yes, it is. But now it is. It can actually do it on the fly. They have the right. auto-tune set up. It can actually, as you, if you um, say exactly what note your pitch should be at, mm-hmm. you know, that then when you sing something, it takes your voice and pitches it up and down so that way you're never flat or or sharp and you're always like right on tone or right on pitch mm-hmm. live in concert. Yeah. I'm like, that's crazy. So, but right. the know. difference is now with the human instinct when you're playing that music there's passion you're feeling that song you're feeling certain parts and so you're going to play that passion and you can hear that mm-hmm. in the music right i don't the... know i can hear a computer saying baby 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 <laughs> and that passion no, 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 no. Ooh, no. i'm talking about the instruments. Oh, okay sorry the sorry. instruments <laughs> the instruments sorry i'm messing a saxophone player <laughs> you can tell yeah. when he's playing that oh sure right. oh my god oh yeah right feeling it it's mm-hmm. a difference than when it comes off of a machine basically right, right, that doesn't right, have right. no human feelings right so there is definitely right. a that's, difference that's definitely it's true like the the difference between someone who is passionate about their instrument and like t-pain you know right, <laughs> right. but i have to admit it's going to put a lot that's of fair. people out of business well yeah. out of work i'm rather. gonna tell you this um and i'm gonna use my own little personal uh allegory here when i was first learning how to play jazz because i had learned to play symphonically and i remember the first time i was playing jazz and i kept playing everything on the beat exactly how it was and I remember my band director saying, no, you got to play on the backside of the beat. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, if you were to clap one, two, three, four, don't play it like right on one, two, three, four. You play it a little after it. Okay. And that's the, that's the kind of stuff that you do in jazz mm-hmm. or when you're like passionate about something mm-hmm. right. because you just want to put like a little bit of delay and a little bit of... Um, anticipation in mm-hmm. the music mm-hmm. and that's something you can't do you can't you can't really do that if you're sitting with an excel spreadsheet right, right. so you're right cynthia yes. i don't think that you can you can try to make it sound like that mm-hmm. right but it's gonna sound like you made an attempt it's not gonna sound like you really like had like you say that passion you know, like that that emphasis you're like i want to make sure that you really hear me hold that note a little bit longer and do things just a little differently this one time right. so right. yeah fluidity I, and soul from the heart. So, it, fluidity is a great way to say that sum mm-hmm. that up yeah so yeah well i actually asked my friend that because he did play in these this band that was pretty pretty popular right yeah, like yeah. touring with some pretty good names right and i was like can you tell personally which artists of our day are using this? And he's like, no, there's no way to tell. When you hear a song on the radio, no one knows anymore because this technology is so so good. good. It's so good. But then I asked him, like, is this changing our music for the better? 
like wh- what's your opinion and i don't i don't want to i don't want to directly quote him but he essentially said that he thinks it is his it is changing music for the yeah. better mm-hmm. it's he thinks it's perfecting it you oh, know? I like see. you're getting to just like you're getting the best without right. having to go through always. like the what is it what do they call that hundred thousand hours right. yeah, or no ten thousand hours let's yeah, do yeah, it yeah. again yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. you're getting it right every time every single time versus maybe not hitting a note you know I played clarinet I'm hey. embarrassed about it it wasn't great I <laughs> broke have, it on purpose you get that one sc- oh no <laughs> you broke have it on you purpose. ever heard a person say. You cannot redo a Luther Vandross song, or you cannot redo Aretha Franklin song. Oh, because I think that's where it will make a difference. Okay, because yeah. it's like you just captured all the energy in that one that one take, right. that one go around. Right. Mm-hmm. I hear some song like, "Why are you messing up Luther song like that?" Oh, <laughs> you know, man. right, 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 yes. right. How dare you try to redo? Yes, that? How, how dare, dare you? you? And infamously, what Jay Z every time he goes into the recording studio, he only does one take on every song. He record he he memorizes it has it perfect he goes in because he said studio time was really expensive mm-hmm. right and he was like I only do one take so that's the reason why you know he's just infamous for that he comes in he records an album he's only in there for like an hour right it's like you better have everything all set up because mm-hmm. I'm gonna spit this flow one time mm-hmm. and it will right. be perfect that one time because I perfected it at home before I got to the studio and mm-hmm. I, I respect that. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has talent. He definitely has talent. Oh yeah, talent. I mean all these guys do. I mean and I do see, you know, the 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 pros and cons of this thing. I still I love the idea of like your friend for example sitting there in front of the spreadsheet putting all this stuff together. He did not need a 100 piece orchestra. Mm-hmm. He didn't need to bring in like, you know, all these other folks to come in there. He's like right. one guy with the talent and the vision and he can put it together. And I respect right. that all day long. Right. right. Um, so, yeah. I, I think that takes a lot of knowledge, though. You know, yeah. like, I, I'm not a musical person. It right. would take me forever to try right. to build something mm-hmm. like that. Right. But I asked him about that also, and I was like, how, how long did it take you to get to the point where you're creating? And his songs are beautiful. Some of them are hauntingly gorgeous. Really? really. Mm-hmm. They're so good. I don't, I wish he had a website. Maybe I should ask him. So I would love, I would love if he could, if you could drop us, like, if he could just send us one, yeah, something that we absolutely. can access, I'll host it on my site. Absolutely. Um, yeah. He told me it took him about two years to really, like, figure out the programming to the point of being able to create what See? he's creating. So now. that's, that's mm-hmm. music, that's music, that's musicianship right there. Right. This absolutely. isn't like some guy just, like, you know, wandering into it and, like, like I did with my freaking iPhone right. and GarageBand. This right. guy yeah. put the passion, that's passion. He didn't have a free down. Right. <laughs> right. he definitely has like honed this skill right, but yeah. right. i asked him about his advice also like if, if people are interested in doing this and his advice to me was tell them to watch youtube videos yep he was like you you can learn it all on youtube that is yes. true and it's free and so if you're that curious and you're interested yeah there you go man youtube it I am a fan of this guy. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, I would love to host his music though. If he's like has some stuff out there that he doesn't mind us just putting out there just to, as a reference to, I would love to just have a couple of tracks out there, just an example of what you can do with this. Because yeah, my absolutely. little my little elementary you know demonstration, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying I'm sure it pales, it pales, pales, pales in comparison to something he can put together. Uh-huh. And I would love to have that kind of side by side because right. yeah, I put that together in 15 minutes. I would love to see, you know, what someone like him, a seasoned pro in his craft what he's able to do right. um so yeah if he's able to float us one or two absolutely love to host i'm that. sure he'd be very happy to do so yeah. he's, he's a humble guy but he is so talented right i just it blew my mind and like i said it's like an excel spreadsheet but that thing was like 
800 rows long yep. and, and like so many columns and just building something from right. essentially nothing is it's crazy. Just like what I was talking about when I said something about the tracks, though, you know, where it's like it went from like one track to two track, and mm-hmm. I was like, now there's hundreds of tracks. There's a perfect example. This guy putting together this piece of music, and like I said, it might be 800. It literally could be 800 different tracks, and he's yeah. going in there and meticulously mm-hmm. just adjusting each single one, each row. Again, I, I'm just in awe of that. As a musician, I mean, former musician, I'm in so much awe of anybody that has that kind of dedication to the craft, so... Yeah. yeah, thank you so much for the information. Yeah, that really, was really great. Good. Yeah, thank perfect. Okay, team, is there anything else that we need to cover? I have nothing. nothing. I have nothing. Okay. All right. Well, little bits and big bites. That's this week's show. Thank you for joining in. And we hope you learn a lot about using technology to mix and create audio masterpieces. I'm going to say masterpieces because I'm sure they all are. They um, heard your jingle. They know. Did they? Did they? What a masterpiece. You know. What a masterpiece. By the way, now available on iTunes, 99 cents. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not. I swear, if you download it and you paid for it, you pay too much. You, you should pay that. <laughs> I should. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. Just I will. I will. I will Venmo everybody who uh, downloads. No, I will not. I'm sorry. I don't have that kind of cash. Uh, I'm not liquid like that. Right? <laughs> so um, yeah, but I mean, I hope you guys learned a lot about synthesizing, about digital audio workstations, about how tracks work, um, and about looping, and how you can basically become your own one-person band. Um, and again, just, I mean, if you get the opportunity to go out there and look for look for ways that you can publish yourself, I did not go into a lot of that um, in this episode. We may do that at a later time and talk about how you can go out and self-publish because the same way you can self-publish a book, there are ways you can self-publish your own music. Uh, but again, I thought that might be a little too much to cover in one episode, so uh, be on the lookout to uh, see if we uh, cover that at a later time. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so on Twitter at BeBitWise. Facebook at www.facebook.com slash bbitwise. Email at podcast at bbitwise.com. And you can actually email us each individually at our individual uh, email addresses that I've set up. So, for example, you can email me at alondo at bbitwise.com, Cynthia um, at bbitwise.com, Stephanie at bbitwise.com. Um, so make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast delivery app and uh, take two seconds, uh, seconds to give us the uh, five-star review that you know we deserve, right? Absolutely. See, there you go. Good. <laughs> Cynthia agreed. Yes, I did. She just nodded and you couldn't see it. <laughs> That's all I was going to say anyway. <laughs> so for more information about what we discussed this episode and to see the show notes that we we're referring to, make sure you go to our website at www.bebitwise.com. And as I say every week, make sure you tune in next week. Remember to learn something new each day and let's, let's all, all be bitwise. Bye, y'all. Bye. Adios.
try to engage instead of look at my phone. Oh, <laughs> hey. Whoa. My guess are How about that? <laughs> how am I going to live tweet this? <laughs> oh, no. I don't know how to tweet. <laughs> you said you don't know how to tweet. Oh. I was so happy I knew the movie Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> she was excited about that. Mainly, like, because, mainly because she wanted to talk about Chadwick Boseman yes. and Michael B. Jordan. Yes. <laughs> because he's gorgeous. I mean, yeah. yeah, well, you know, I'm just saying. They're both gorgeous. I'm so severely allergic to cats, but every time I see one, I cannot not touch it. Like, I, like, I don't have the self-control to not pet it, even though it gives me hives. Really? So, I mean, you, I mean they don't make a, a mitt or a glove for that, maybe, so you can still pet the cat? Yeah, I just carry latex gloves. My <laughs> just right. That's right. Like, that's right. And then you have the, And then you have the latex allergy on top of that. Now you're like a doubly, like doubly suffering, right? You need an EpiPen. <laughs> Epi- you should get one. EpiPen for cats. That's I it. love cats, but I prefer a dog because when I have a cat... This is like a power struggle. Oh, I'll agree with that. That's actually my nickname in a martial arts class. So I will look at that cat in his eye <laughs> and just look at him mm-hmm. and stare him down. I will not back down. I will not back down. And we can be there Good for call. an hour. Easy. Good call. First of all, how do you have an hour that you can spend sitting at a cat? <laughs> I just like that tenacity. I know, I know. You have to prove that you're boss. She was like, we don't quit here. And he's just like, I'm going to take this cat down. All right. Literally. Yeah, I see. Um, So who wants to go first? You do. I do. Okay. (laughs) This is typical, by the way. And I'm like, it's... Somebody's listening to this thing and probably going, man, Alondo's such a jerk. He's always got to go first. He's always got to talk all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess this is how it works out. So. It happens. <laughs> yeah, so next time I'm going to do, like, we're going to do straws. I'm going to make you guys, like, these straws and see who has to go first then. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. 